Hi, beautiful people. It's so nice to be here with you. I was thinking about today this element of trust that is necessary to live a great life. And I think sooner or later we all develop it. And I think that we are in this life to remember it, that we are alive. And through our experience, we remember our trust, our trust in that which is in the isness of life, in the universal life force, in this moment, in everything playing out exactly the way it's meant to. I think this is so much of my journey because I find myself protecting myself a lot in my mind. And if I'm protecting myself in my mind, I'm obviously protecting myself outside. I tell a lot of stories in my mind which take the form of conversations which are in desperate attempt, in desperate effort to protect myself. Sometimes I think those conversations are just so that the next time I'll see that person or I'll be in that situation, that I'll know what to say because I didn't previously speak my mind. But then I realized that no matter how many conversations the record player of my mind plays, the one thing that I can count on is trust. Trust allows me and allows us to live in this moment. When we try to imagine things that never happened or that might happen unconsciously, unintentionally, not deliberately, and we just find our mind trying to rehearse or prepare, it's really just, it's just an attempt to protect ourselves. And I, I think that's my ego that tries to protect me, that the same ego that was wounded as a child and I haven't protected. So that ego, and I haven't trusted myself, so I understand. I think it takes a lot of compassion, especially in my shoes where I wasn't present for a long time and maybe you experience this too in different ways in your life where you grow into a different awareness or mentality or mindset and you realize something that you shouldn't have done in the past and now you want to do. 
or something that you did in the past that you now don't want to do, some change, some growth, some learning, where you realize who you want to be and how you want to be. And then you have an old self and an old experience that is actually the vehicle of this very learning and becomes the catalyst for this new wisdom that you develop but then you still have that old self and that old experience to to deal with and so when you hear that voice or when you hear that record player that is trying to that is replaying that old situation or old experience and trying to re rehash it out trying to have a better response this time or trying to have done the thing that you would have wanted to do the thing that you know now but you didn't do before when that happens when you catch yourself your mind playing that scene over I think that you can you can think of what you needed in that moment and and the response okay uh, the response that you would have wanted to give right and when you think of these things intentionally then it is most often better than what our mind comes up with because your response that you create when you think about it is is more compassionate than your ego that that fires shots in your mind on the record player in the record player of your mind so when you actually deliberately think about it think about how you feel or may have felt in that moment and what you think you could have you could have said or if that same situation repeats itself with that same person or with somebody else what you could say and so i argue with that with that whole process and then there's the other perspective that led me to create this podcast today and that is to trust that i think if we just keep living life and do what we are supposed to then the responses that we are looking for and that our evolved self is capable of giving will present themselves at the exact moment and in the same way that old experience and that old moment and that old response requires our own compassion. Yes, I let somebody walk over me. Yes, I didn't stand up for myself. Yes, I let somebody speak me speak to me in a way that didn't feel right. When I give myself compassion, perhaps I don't play that scene over and over again. When I also realize that the more I 
do and show up in my life and create and just live my life, the next time I'll have a different response. And maybe it's not the response that, that I, my best response that I could come up with when I replayed the old scene. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just who I'm supposed to be in that very moment. And so is it really useful to, to dream and, and plan and prepare for what you think you'll say the next time around? Maybe there's some benefit in it, at least in healing your old self who, who didn't get the, um, what, what it needed from, from yourself, from you. But can you really prepare for life? The answer is no. No matter how much you rehearse any conversation, it will never actually come out like that when you have it. Unless you're just having the conversation with yourself, right? Then, then you can, then you can control every word and just literally spit it out the same way that you had it before. But when you find yourself in connection with another human being, in that moment, you are fully present. And in that moment, whatever response occurs, whatever comes out of you, whatever that conversation, every line of it, you hope that it's organic. You hope that the, that the other person is, is very much in flow the way that you are and is not listening to you to respond in a certain way or is not, re- is not repeating something that they rehearsed before to tell you. You just hope that, that they are having the conversation and the experience like it is new and for the very first time. And every moment and experience in life is like that. And it isn't because of the experience that we have before that we draw on. So maybe there's a balance here in just thinking about what we needed in that moment in our, in our old experience and, and from our old self, what we needed in that moment. And it doesn't have to be the conversation actually playing out. It could just be knowing that I know Dear self, I know that, that I haven't protected you as, as best as I could. I mean, I did as best as I could in my unconsciousness. But knowing what I know now, I want to do better. I want to respect you. And, and honor you and be kind to you. So knowing that, that is perhaps enough for, for our dear self to know that the next time that will come from a place of self-respect and self-honor and self-compassion and self-kindness. Everything starts with the self. So I think when we hear our conversational record player 
in our mind, playing its favorite conversation, whatever that might be in the last moment or a day or a week or month or year, whatever, however long or short a period of your life. Maybe recognize what you needed in that moment because that's your ego's way of, yes, protecting you and and the way in which it is doing that is replaying this conversation. Whereas if you recognize what you needed, what you need in that moment, then the recognition you take with you and you make a part of you and you bring it along for the ride in the next moment. And really that's, I think, all we can do and and the most that we can prepare is there, if there is, I mean, there really is no such thing as preparation, but all of life is learning. And I don't think we can prepare for anything. I don't think we're supposed to. I think we're just supposed to do the best that we can in each moment, show up in each moment. And that ultimately is our only and also our best preparation for the next moment. We just have to keep constantly living. And I guess when I find my, I mean, I know that when I'm fully present in the moment and I'm living in the moment, I don't have the record player of my mind playing away. I'm just here. And my mind is quiet. It's inhabited, rather being used, being channeled by something greater. And so I hope to fill my time more and more by this channeling so that I have less and less, so that my mind has less and less opportunities to play its record player. It's a gift in a way because I know that this record player is also something perhaps related to the storyteller in me that finds the beauty in everybody and everything and tells really beautiful stories. But it also tells stories that don't serve me, that don't help me. And the stories that I tell are so beautiful, but the stories that my mind tells left to being its own author are atrocious, are useless, are fruitless, are nonsense and don't give me any sense of reality, any sense of my potential and any, any kind of life or any existence any, or even any moment that I am capable of. It just doesn't provide anything for me, but what it does do is bring me closer to all of this. And I know that that's its purpose, and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that the mind exists and that it's a part of our human experience because it's, it's the very thing that brings us to the truth. Because always when you have your mind playing, whatever it's playing, it's fear, it's self-protection, it's doubt, it's worry, anxiety. 
in those moments, it's playing a story that if you, it's playing that story because you identify with that story, you relate to that story, you believe in that story, at least partially. There's some, some part of you that believes in it. There's some truth to it for you, even if it's not actually true. You're making it true through your belief and it's pointing that out to you. So when you see that, when you recognize that, then you know that the, that there's a deeper truth. There's a truth that this story is pointing you to. And if you find that, for example, the, the truth that the stories of not protecting myself point out to me is that well, I, I just am. I am and nothing touches that which I am. Nothing can touch anything I am. Not anybody's words. Not anybody's treatment of me. There's really, there's absolutely nothing that touches me. There you go. No need for preparation. And if there is a next time or in any moment in the future and I'm unable to access this truth or I'm not unable to access it but I momentarily forget it because it's always there and we always have access to it. But if I in a moment slip into my mind and respond in a way that is not in alignment with this, then I also forgive myself. And I have compassion for myself. And I also allow whatever happens in that moment, whatever happens in any moment, to play out exactly as it's supposed to. And I think that that fear that takes the form of self-protection. I think there's an underlying fear there of hurting people. Hurting somebody, and I think that comes from me biting the bullet instead of standing up for myself and, and suffering myself instead of instead of just opening my mouth and i know that that comes this conditioning is from my childhood and i really can't blame me i can't blame my younger child who was powerless and it was just my circumstance but i'm so grateful to recognize this and realize this today what a gift and 
what an honor to see this. So I think the the self-protection tendency comes from fear of hurting somebody, which really is the fear and the trauma of the hurt that I have felt and how much my mom perhaps hurt me. And so now I, because when I was a child, I didn't, I couldn't protect myself. Now I desperately want to. Now my inner child, I'm not sure if it wants to. I guess it does. My inner child wants to protect itself. And I... And I do that lovingly while also trusting that whatever happens in the next moment, that I'm now here, inner child. I'm here now. I'm here and I know that from a deeper place within me that there are certain things that feel right for me energetically and there are certain things that don't and when something feels less than how good I feel in a moment then I can point that out I love you dear inner child dear inner self and you are not alone. And I've got you. I've got you in the sense that I protect you, but there's, there's really n- not much protection that we need. I'm here, and that's the best gift that I offer you. And that in each moment, I'll try to be here as much as I can. And whatever the moment calls for, I trust that it'll be okay. I think that this fear within me of not wanting to hurt anybody is so strong. I must have really been penalized for it somewhere. That it causes me to suffer in silence but I but my conditioning has broken and I can no longer and I'm really grateful that it did shatter I thought my life shattered but actually it was my it was my conditioning I thought it was my identity that shattered yes but it was my conditioning. It was all the things that I had learned to survive as a child. And I'm so grateful that I get to see those things now. Even if it creates turmoil in my mind, even if it even if it means that I see a lot of um a lot more activity of my mental record player 
that's okay. I'm just grateful to see and ultimately know the truth. It's a really, really glorious existence and a really, truly beautiful life. And I'm so honored to be here. I'm so honored to be alive. Each moment of it. I love you guys. And I hope you don't give in to your mind. And if you do, that's okay. Its purpose is just to redirect you to the truth, the thing that you already know. And it's here just to help you trust in yourself and trust in life. Everything is working out exactly the way it's supposed to. And the things which didn't work out so well in the past are looking for your compassion, are looking for your love. And until they have that, they'll, they'll be trying to steal your attention. So if you catch your mind playing those scenarios over and over again, bring it into your heart. Go into your heart and figure it out from there. And just trust. Trust that everything is happening for your best becoming. That the universe has your best intention, intentions in mind. I love you. I'll see you.